KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie. Time to get on with the show. Ten past ten. Now, Councillor Patrick O'Neill from Fine Gael has said that he's leaving local politics after 12 years and he joins us in studio now to find out why. Good morning, Patrick. You're very welcome. Right. <coughs> Thanks for having me. Um, so, obviously, you've announced that after yeah. 12 years you've had enough, you've done. What, what brought you to that decision? Well, look, it's been... Um, I suppose a lot of change over the last couple of years. Uh, had We've had two children, three and one, nearly one now, and my work situation has changed over the last two years as well. I'm a lot busier in that regard of different role a bit more traveling involved and I've just found it very very hard to balance everything over the last couple of months in particular so I just felt it was the right decision to take a step back in from this side of things um you know to give the party enough time to find a replacement for next year's elections in June um yeah it's just life situation has changed politics is very demanding and you know I was I just can't do everything unfortunately because there can be a bit of, pres- of a presumption be- in the public domain that if you're a politician, that means you're on 120, 150 grand a year, whatever the big boys are getting paid up in, up in Leinster House. Mm. But of course, local politics, the councillors, um, yes, they get some small remunerations for the work that they do, but it really is a part-time job. Yeah, look, it's paid for, uh, look, for, for someone who had a full-time job. The extra salary was 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 a good bonus to have every every month. In fairness, I, I can't complain in that regard. But definitely, it's it's a full-time job paid maybe with a part-time salary. And a lot of the guys do it full-time, and I don't know how to do it to be honest. If uh, you know, maybe they have other other avenues of income. But it's uh, you know, I suppose. I joined a couple of extra committees and stuff that I maybe didn't realise again that the work that was involved with them uh, at the time and the amount of extra meetings that you had. I, I don't think maybe people realise how... You no, know, say you have your main council meeting, you have your municipal meetings and then there's all other you have ETB meetings, board of management meetings of schools, uh, you have SPC meetings every every couple of months. In, in a normal week, right? And I think it's a great opportunity for maybe people to look at the work that the councillors do. In a normal week, how many meetings would you generally have to attend? I suppose it varies, but I suppose there's always one week, particularly in a month, where you over a two week period, I could say, if you say, let's say, the second and third week of the month, where the majority of the meetings would be, and depending on certain times of the year, if you're getting into budget time and uh, you know roads, roads, um, roads projects time of the year, all that kind of stuff, you'll have extra workshops, you'll have so a second, third, you could have, you could have two or three. You could easily have seven, eight, nine meetings in a week, in, in a week in, during working hours, and there could be anything then with community groups or you know party meetings or anything in the evening time as well to go along with it. Obviously, when you're when you're in the role you are, you're immersed in your community and organisations, whether it be GA clubs, soccer clubs, uh, tidy towns, everything goes along with that as well. So, look, it's all part and parcel of it. I really enjoy it, but it's just for I suppose for my family's sake, and I suppose. You know, I can't do a job I feel I'm not going to do right if yeah. I stayed at it as well. And it would be fair on the people of the Callan Thomas area in particular to have someone who's not really capable of fulfilling the job over another five years. I suppose I have, I have what six, seven, eight months left, and I intend to do as much as I can in that period. But you know, I'd only be lying to myself if I thought I could do that again for five years. Um, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Mm-hmm. Do you mind? I hope you don't mind. You can tell me to sort off when I've asked it. It'd be too late then. How old are you? 
I am 35. So you were 23 when you well, got I was, them. I was 26. I was. I'm nine years. I'm 10 years. And I'll have two. I'll have two terms done. So I'm. Ni- I'm nine years done. I'll have 10 years done and finished. Yeah. And anybody who's sort of at the point where they've got a young family or got married in in the last decade and stuff like that, there's a very mm. big difference between the amount of free time that you have in your hands when you're in your mid 20s and don't have those family commitments. Yeah. To the situation yeah, you're like, in now. When I started, like I suppose I came out of college as a civil engineering graduate into the middle of the recession, seen the worst of it at that time. And that kind of galvanized me a bit to maybe want to do something for my generation at the time. And I suppose my dad had a history in politics. He was a councillor, got elected to the Senate. And he, when he was elected to the Senate, there was a local lady elected in his place. Not something I'd ever really considered at the time. She got married, had her first child and decided this wasn't really for her then going forward. So I was in a job at the time that was quite flexible. And I said, sure, look, why not give this a go? Um, and... You know, I did five years there. I had a year as mayor of Kilkenny in that period. I did that full time for the year. It was a great experience. Uh, obviously, then I had a general election run in the last general election. And that obviously didn't work out too well. Uh, look, understandable. Fine Gael weren't overly popular at the time. As a new candidate, I was always going to be up against it. And he didn't know the election was going to call on a spur. So it was very hard for someone who was working to then take that. You really... You really need to be full-time at it. Take, if, so you know elections coming nearly, you need to take eight months nearly off and go full-time, open offices, get everywhere across the constituency and try and build your profile. And there's no sense in this that with the next general election not looming too far away mm. and again, Fine Gael, still probably not yeah. as popular as you'd like them to be, mm. that, that the next year's work could be fruitless as well. Well, that was it. Look, I always said I wasn't going to be a councillor forever. I always feel in any job you're in, you should be looking to progress. And I suppose I was, at, I was in that, I had age on my side that I thought, look, We'll, we'll work hard at this, see where we go. Obviously, had my run in the general, didn't work out well. Naturally, then, the next thing you normally do is you, you stand in the Senate election. At the time, my wife was due the first child over that period, so I wasn't going to be going traveling the country looking for votes at that time. So I didn't really get to put my name forward in that regard. And then, kind of out of the blue, Michael Darcy and Wexford stepped down from the Senate about six months later, and I threw my name in the hat there. I said, this was a good opportunity. Now, I felt there was a second seat winnable for Fina Gale at the time, and I felt I was in a good position to do that in Carlow Kilkenny. I put my case forward was didn't obviously get the nomination went down to a lady in Limerick and that kind of that was the crossroads for me in particular I was like well look they obviously don't see me maybe as being someone that they 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 see I have a long-term vision for so like my day job had given me enough leeway and I really had to make a decision am I going to go head neck and ears into politics or really focus on the day job because I was pretty sure I was close to losing that job a few times over the last number of years and I can only thank Transformate a lot for the patience they've they've given me over the years and we've heard a lot of stories recently as well in relation to the changing tide in terms of how people interact with politicians. You know, two and a half thousand euro grants mm. for politicians and, and councillors and that to upgrade security, for example, at their own homes. Protests outside of the doll. There's always been protests outside the doll, yeah. but there's a big difference between a group of people standing across the road with placards and, and calling out slogans to people harassing politicians mm. walking down the street, threatening them. Um, did that factor into part of your consideration? A little all? bit. Now, look, I kind of so as politicians go, social media really is where everything's at at the moment, unfortunately. Um, I kind of backed away from it about two or three years ago. I'm not very active on it anymore. I just kind of said I... And was I that because of the type of abuse that you would receive? Well, wasn't I get abuse. I've seen abuse others were getting and, you know, it wasn't even abuse. It was just more so people having unreal expectations of what you can actually do and the stuff they would say if you put up a post on something it wasn't good enough for someone and they wanted something else and it was just you're on a hiding to nothing really. Like nothing was ever enough. Um, and look, that's just part and parcel of it. I think 
politics going through a funny phase and it started like you see what happened with Brexit and Trump in America and the kind of extreme views of how they're starting to kind of and what happened in, at, at Leinster House last week you know there is an element of um, I would have fears for politicians I think someone is going to get hurt soon uh, hopefully it's not going to get to the level of what happened in the UK plenty of times but there is there is an unsavory element to I suppose what certain groups of people think they can how they can treat I suppose elected represent, representatives look I know people have different views to me I always felt it was very respectful to anyone that you know had different views to me I always sat with them I thought I tried to listen to their points and their views and try to be as I'm probably too middle middle of the road for a politician nowadays I think you really need to be really hard one side or the other and very vocal on it to kind of galvanize a certain section of support where I feel I'm very much but do we not need more people who are middle of the ground in politics well, in order so. to prevent this sort of demonus that we've got, you know, growing within our society? And I think that's what's... I think we're going to go through a phase and to see what's going to happen in the next general election will be quite interesting um, because the the level of scrutiny, the amount of abuse that happens, like why would anyone that has a good job, has small kids or anything like that, why would they risk all that for the level of... I suppose invasion that'll bring to your life, particularly as a national politician, whatever about being a councillor, but I couldn't imagine being a minister or or even just a, a high profile T D because it's very hard to go anywhere at the moment without having some form of of abuse. And look, there's people look, people are very frustrated with the government and how things have gone. Look, housing for my generation in particular is a huge issue and look, we can't really necessarily stand over. Were you frustrated with the government? In parts of it, yeah. Look, I think in, a lot of things have done well. Look, housing is something that is a big, big problem. And we look, we can't justifiably say we've we've resolved it. We haven't. It's still as bad, if not a little bit worse, than what it was 10 years ago. Um, you know, it's not an easy situation to solve. The next government aren't going to solve it in an instant. It's uh, There's many varying factors to it. There's, I suppose, the amount of people that are coming to Ireland to work. There's, Ireland is quite a wealthy country. In Dublin in particular, people can afford to buy expensive houses because the market is obviously well, they've no choice there because yeah. there's only expensive houses um, in Dublin true true and other areas but like it's also our planning laws are quite difficult I think we're I just think it's uh, yeah we're housing is not you know what? it's actually sad to hear the frustration in your voice because, I mean, there's a lot of campaigns going on at the moment to encourage, for example, women to get into politics. Mm. And, you know, there should be more done to encourage young people to get into politics. You're somebody who got into politics quite young. And here you are still quite young. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, getting out. Do you feel frustrated? Yeah, big time. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, look, it's been part and parcel of my life for so long, even from dad's time. And it's kind of, it's it's sad to, to, to let it go, but... I just feel as particularly as a councillor, like you've very, very little power when it comes to certain things. And like there's certain projects, I suppose, that went on in my area in the last three, two, three years, particularly around wind energy in particular, where look, again, I'm not going to get into the debate of saying I am for or against wind energy. I am very pro renewable energy when it's done, I think, in the right way, but we've had some monster projects proposed in our area that have bypassed us as councillors. We get the heat from our, our our resident you know, the local people. Uh, what are you going to help? How can you help us? What can you do for us? Which is absolutely zero. All we're getting asked is there, the project is going straight to board Panala. We have the whole meeting and literally give our views, and it's minuted and goes back to them. And we're like, tough look, guys. We don't really care what you think about these things. Um, new, like, 
as a counsellor, like there, there, people might think we have a lot of powers. We don't, you know, I suppose a lot of things where I get recently is planning issues. Planning is getting a lot harder in rural areas in particular, one-off housing, you know, and that's quite difficult in time where housing, there is a housing shortage. Um, a lot of it is down to environmental stuff, which again kind of frustrates me because we all want to do our bit, but it's kind of hampering other things by being a bit maybe too over the top on some of the environmental stuff. Um, you know, I suppose there's a lot of elements in society that are not happy, you know, uh, you know the guards are not happy at the moment the farmers are not happy uh, the, the nurses have had their issues the teachers like everyone is feeling the pinch um, and even though the numbers look good from uh, you know in the books at national level it's not really filtering down to people on yeah. the ground and it's very hard for the government to to overturn that message and they're going to find a very difficult election campaign the next time and I, it's uh, you know it's going to be yeah I don't know what's going to happen to be honest um, do you feel relieved? A little bit that it's out there. I said it to Fine Gael about two months ago that I wasn't intending on, on standing again. Um, when John Paul then announced he wasn't standing, I probably considered it again and said, maybe is this the, you know... The right maybe, time. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I should, maybe I should hang on and try again. But I said, no, look, it wasn't... It wasn't... I was making the right call as, like, I think in the article in the paper, I mentioned that my wife had a couple of health issues. Um, and that just kind of finalised my mind. I said, look... I've heard so many politicians say they've given up the best years with their kids. You know, when you are at pick at national level, you're gone t- pretty much all day. You know, yeah. no matter what, you're three or four days in Dublin, and then you're you're traveling your constituency the rest of the days. So, you know, I felt like it's always something I I could consider again in the future when the kids are a bit older and everything. That that part of my life has has settled down, and I'm in a better situation maybe to look at it again. Um, I would have liked to have got to it all. I felt I would have had. I think I would have been a better TD than a councillor because I think I would have been good with a bit of support staff around me with a bit of secretarial help and everything goes along with it. Um, but, yeah. Not to be. Yeah. Not to no. be. Well, listen, um, in a very non-partisan way, I just want to say uh, thanks to you as a, as a young Irish person for making the effort to get involved in local politics. Thanks for the work that you've done over the time and uh, enjoy the kids. Yeah. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me. Councillor Patrick O'Neill um, of Fine Gael announcing that he uh, will not be standing next time around. 24 minutes past 10 o'clock. If you've got any comment on, on Patrick, I mean, we often hear um, politicians being quite bullish about their own abilities, their confidence and what they're going to do into the future. It's quite refreshing to hear that behind it all, they are human. KCL or live with thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Carlo, helping you step out of the sweatpants and into style. See fairgreen.ie.